You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. It was going to be sudden. Amen? Yes. So, uh, but in the, from, from, from physics, it's used, it's, it's a sudden jump of an electron or atom from one form of energy to another. So it just jumps, poof, like that. And so that is what we are talking about. All right? And I want to say this, that um, science has discovered that, you know that everything, everything in nature, everything in the universe is connected, right? Do you know that? Yes, we have... We have um, there are atoms that, that, that are right here. You are sitting on that chair. That matter it contains some atoms. You don't see it with your eyes, but it's there. So uh, quantum physics helps you to understand that there is more to life than what is visible to the eyes. Okay, so it helps you to appreciate the, the unseen. It helps you to appreciate the unseen. So that's why many true scientists agree with the scriptures. They believe God. Don't believe the lies of some so-called scientists today that say that science and God don't go together. It's a lie. As a matter of fact, science continues to discover again and again that the scripture is true. Yeah, they keep discovering all the time. They are catching up, catching up to what God has written thousands of years ago. And they think they are smarter than God. Only the fool says in his heart that there is no God. All right? Because it's obvious, you know, that the, the universe, God's signature is in everything. It's in everything. So every atom, every atom has within it some energy, okay? All the atoms, they have energies, discrete energies that you can't really measure. But at some point, they can move and they can jump from one state of energy to the other and it's called quantum jump. So when they begin to jump like that, that's, that's, that's when the quantum uh, forces or quantum energy is released, all right? So when we're talking about faith for quantum leaps, there is energy in you which is from God, all right? And everything that concerns you, everything that concerns your life has the power of God in it, Okay? Yes, because the Bible tells us in Him we live and move and have our being. Everything is in God. And we all came out of Him. But what keeps us going is what He put in us. His breath is in us. Hallelujah. His life is in us. The life of God is what enables you to move around the way you do. You might not acknowledge God, but I'm telling you that without God, you cannot take the next breath. 
It is his, his energy that enabled you to wake up and go to the bathroom, get dressed, <laughs> you know. It is God's energy in you. So, and it is, it is his energy that holds everything. The Bible says that he upholds all things by the word of his power. So it is his word that is putting things together. It is his word that is holding the universe together. How come? I mean, look at the entire universe and when you study it, you see the precision, the accuracy and everything. How can all of this be random? Come on, guys. It is a super intelligence that sat down and calculated everything. So, that's the one that you worship. That's the one in whom you live and move and have your being, according to Acts 17, 28. Okay? In Him we live. In Him we move. In Him we have our being. So, if we move in Him, that means there is no limit to our ability to live. Come on. Yeah. Yes. So, and not only that, he created us in his image after his likeness. All right? He created us in his image after his likeness. And because he created us in his image after his likeness, there are certain qualities that he has put in you and I, which we can wake up. You know, you can wake up, you decided, you chose what to wear. Come on. You didn't have to wait and have a dream about what to wear before you now wake up and say, oh, yeah, that's what I'm wearing. Am I correct? You made a decision, right? You made a decision to, 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 um, to come here and you are here. You made a decision to sit down and you are seated. Although maybe you were told to sit, but you decided to sit. Nobody forced you to sit. So wh why? How come? How come we have God's quality in us, and then sometimes when we face things in life, we forget that we have been made in His image after His likeness. We forget that... Even though we can't see the way, but there is a way. Because there is more to life than what you see. Okay? We are told, I've never seen an atom before, you know. I've never seen an electron before, but I know they are there. Because I was taught that. Am I correct? Yeah. We know, how many people have seen hydrogen? You've seen hydrogen before? Hydrogen, unless if you are a chemist or I don't know what. If, if, how many people have seen oxygen? You know what oxygen looks like? You just... I mean, we're breathing it now. It's here. All right? It's here, but we, we, we still, although it is here, we cannot see it. We can breathe in, okay, and breathe out. We breathe out carbon dioxide, we're told, right? Did you ever see it? Did you see it coming out of your mouth or out of your nose? No, you didn't. But does that mean it's not there? 
No, it is there. It is there. All right? Yeah, you look at water. Look at this water. This is H2O. Huh? There's hydrogen and what? Oxygen. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. But you see, if you, if you heat this up, you heat it up to a particular temperature, say 100 degrees, huh? then what happens? You won't see it. Okay, if you, if you, if you pour this into a, into a pot and you heat it, after some time, it becomes vapor. But it is still there. It's just that you don't see it. It's just that you don't see it. Okay, so there are things about your life you don't see, but they are there. Come on. Yeah, just like... There are things God is going to do in your life this year. You don't see it, but it is there. It is there. So don't make the mistake of thinking that because you cannot see something, then it's not there. Come on. Yeah, so when we talk about quantum leaps, you need to also bear in mind that this quantum leap from one level of energy to another from one level of manifestation to another, is there. Is there. So, we are going to, all we need is to bring ourselves into a condition, put ourselves into a conducive condition for that to happen. Okay? For you to move, for you to be able to leap from where you are. Oh, breakthrough doesn't just happen. There are laws that govern breakthrough. Are you following me? Yeah, there are laws that govern how things work in life. In the entire, the entire, um, in, in, in the entire universe, God has put laws in place that determine how things happen. What keeps things together? There is order in the universe. How did God do, why did God do that? Because everything in life, I'm telling you, you can determine how the end of this year is going to look like from today. Okay, so, but you need to have faith in God. And you need to also begin to go into his word and begin to apply the principles of God's word. If you are going to cross over from the place of lack, for instance, to a place of abundance, there are laws that govern that. There are laws that govern that. Okay? If you want to thrive in your relationships, there are laws that govern that. You need to learn those laws. Okay? Yeah, so there are laws that govern everything. The problem with us is that many times we don't take time to, um, to study those laws. We don't take time to, to look in deeper to see, okay, what are the laws that govern, that are going to, what laws should I comply with in order to get this particular outcome? All right? You know gravity is real, whether you believe it or not, right? Come on, yes. So you, you don't have to believe in it. If you, if you walk from the balcony, 
If you walk from that balcony, just want to walk across. I'm telling you, yeah, you will end up in the hospital. Whether you believe it or not, okay, you know. So sometimes, sometimes we think that everything will just, just happen by magic. No. So when we talk about quantum leap, it's not going to happen by magic. But we're going to show you laws and principles of God's Word and how they apply and how you can apply them consistently, consistently. And as you begin to apply them, they begin to work in your life. Amen. So there are laws that govern how we're going to take this city, for instance. Okay? There are laws that govern that and we, we are going to start pressing into that and to look into those laws and begin to apply them. Begin to align to those laws. And when we begin to align to those laws, guess what? There's going to be a quantum leap. You see? So quantum leap does not just happen just because you said it. It happens because you align to certain laws. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I hope I'm making sense. All right, wonderful. So, let's look at a few scriptures, okay? Let's look at a few scriptures, and um, I, just, I just want you to understand that I'm telling you that God is so serious about what He wants to do in your life. But you need to be serious as well. Let's look at Matthew, Matthew chapter 13. In Matthew chapter 13, is it 13? Oh, I'm looking at Mark, sorry. Matthew 13. Yes, Matthew 13, verse 31. Jesus is speaking here. This is a parable, okay, of the kingdom of God. And let me tell you something. The kingdom of God is something we need to vigorously pursue. Vigorously. You need to pursue the kingdom of God more than you pursue your career. What do I mean by that? I will explain as time goes on. But let me just say this. In your career, the kingdom has to be a priority in your career. Okay? So wherever you find yourself, the kingdom has to be first. It has to be first. So, in fact, before, before, before reading Matthew 13, in Matthew 6, 33, Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And then He says, Everything, every other thing will be added to you. Okay? That word first in the Greek is proton. Somebody say proton. Hallelujah. And that's, a, that's also a scientific word. But in the Greek is proton. And a proton, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My God, those are positive charge. That's a positive charge. So faith, faith is linked to protons. Are you following me? Yeah, faith is linked to the powers. Okay? Uh, you, you have protons and what? And neutrons. Okay? So you have, so when you, by faith, when you, faith is the positive charge, 
is the protons of God. All right? So when you, when you now are able to apply, when you are able to apply faith to a negative situation, it leads to a manifestation. Especially if you do it as you should. If you do it correctly, because there are laws that govern faith. There are laws that govern the operation of faith. Okay? So, the many people, and I, I, and I feel sad many times when I see the level of negativity in the lives of God's people. All right? Yeah, because... We're looking at life, oh, the pandemic, oh, you know, the, 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 the pandemic has destroyed everything. We are finished and all of that. And listen, all of us have been there. Come on. But now it's time to resurrect your faith. Okay? Right. So Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first. And I said to you, the word first in that verse in the Greek is proton. Okay? That's the Greek word for first. And so, God loves to be first. He loves to be first. That's where the power is. Come on. Turn to someone and say, that's where the power is. The power is in the first. Yeah, the power is in the first. That's why he asked for the first from you. He asked for the first. For instance, when you tithe, tithe is not just 10%. No, it's the first. It's the first 10%. That's what God honors. Are you getting me? So when you tithe, if you just, you know, oh, at the end of everything, after I've sorted my budget, after I've taken care of this, then, oh, God, here's your... No, 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 that's not, there's no proton in that. Are you getting my point? So there's no proton in that. It is just 10%, but it's not a tithe. So, but to, to God, that's why he says, honor the Lord with your substance and with the first... Come on. <laughs> yeah, with the first fruit of your increase. Why, the, why is God particular about the first? Because therein lies the secret. Therein lies the power to change things. Are you getting my point? So if you want quantum leap, you need to now begin to align to first. Put first things first. Hallelujah. So the kingdom must come first. The kingdom must come first. So even in your in everything that you do, you must prioritize the kingdom. The moment the kingdom is second, you've lost the power. It's not a proton. That's where the negativity comes in and begins to rule. Begins to dominate. But if you want first, if you want to see the power of God's proton, then begin to put, prioritize God and his kingdom. So he says, seek first the kingdom 
And I'm telling you, pay close attention to what I'm saying. Because this is a life-changing secret. It's a life-changing secret. If you will apply it in your life, from now till the end of your life, the exponential leaps, the quantum leaps, will be too numerous. Are you getting me? Yes. So, it's not by coincidence that today, this is the first Sunday of the year that we're here. Now, you have given God your first Sunday of the year. By being here, you have given... There is power in that. There is power in, in putting God first or giving Him your first. God should have the first of everything. That's why He said, even your child, the firstborn, the child that opens the womb, He said, belongs to the Lord. He says, give me your first. Why? Therein lies the proton. That's the secret to quantum leaps. The moment you put God second, you've lost him. The moment. The moment you put yourself first and God second, he's not interested. The moment you put anybody first, God is not interested. So some of our relationships don't work because we've put our relationship ahead of God. And God is not interested. So you've lost the proton in that. And then you'll be saying, I command, I bind, I declare, I decree, and nothing is moving. There's no energy. There's no energy there. There's no positive charge to turn things around. So I want you to now commit yourself to giving God first. Putting Him first in everything. Put Him first. Before you do anything for yourself, ask God, how can I do it for you first? Okay, when you start thinking like that, I'm telling you, the equation is changed. Just from that thinking, it changes. Hallelujah. How many people love science now? You wish you had done some physics, right? Yeah. But these things are all in the scriptures. But when you, when you, that's why when you, when, you, when you study these things and you look into the scripture and you begin to see and you go into the original and so on and you say, wow, wow, wow. This is hectic. So you now begin to see it all over the scriptures. You start seeing protons all over. And then you now understand why Jesus had the kind of results he got because he always put the Father first. In everything, the Father came first. Yes? Remember that even in Gethsemane, he didn't want to go through with the plan. And this was plan that was planned from eternity past. Before he came to the earth, that was the plan. 
In fact, the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world. Before the world was created, this plan was already put in place. Because God, according to his foreknowledge, and as, 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 as the all-knowing God knew that man was going to sin, so God made provision. He made provision. Hallelujah. And then Jesus comes at the crux of the matter. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Let this cup pass over me. <laughs> he says, no, Father, I know you can do all things. You can still save mankind. You can still find another way to fulfill the plan. Let this cup pass over me. Allow me just to escape and come back to heaven. But then he thought again. No, not my will. It's like, no, no, no. It's not about me. I'm not the first. It's not my desire first. It's not my feelings first. It's not my wish first. It is yours first. Hallelujah. And that's why the whole of hell could not overpower that because when the power of God's protons are released, hell cannot stop us. And that's how come I know that we're going to take the city. Hallelujah. So don't be moved by what you see. Amen. Don't be moved by what you feel. Don't be moved by what you hear. Come on. Yeah, don't be moved by what you hear. Be moved by the word of God. Moved by the word of God. Yes. So we've, we've been buffeted, beaten uh, on every side. But we look at where we're standing. Look at where we are now. You know, it got to a point I said, Satan, is this the best you can do? Now, I don't recommend that, okay? But, <laughs> yeah. So because you've been battered and battered and you're still standing and you find out that there's nothing that the point of no return. Do you understand me? In your walk with God, there's a place, if you still feel, if you still feel you can still go back, it's because you have not yet gotten to that point. But there's a point you will get to. I'm telling you, there's a point you will get to. Though he slay me, yet will I praise him. There is a point you will go to. You will get to and say, Lord, how many more stripes can I take for you? Hallelujah. There is a point you get to that when you are being persecuted, you still stand strong. Why? It's the power of God's protons at work. That's the faith of God. And so nothing can defeat that. They can't. Hell could not do it to Jesus. And that's why up till today, Satan is still regretting killing Jesus. Still regretting. Because he didn't understand these mysteries. He didn't understand these mysteries. But you see, we are living in a generation now, we're living in a generation where we are taught to put ourselves first. Is that not so? Come on. You, you, you've heard about that from some of your favorite motivational speakers. Come on. Yeah, just, just take care of yourself first. 
No, no, no. God first. <laughs> God first. And you, you will see this principle all over if you study the scriptures. I can give you several examples. For instance, even in prayer. Do you know that in prayer, you need to know what comes first? You need to know what comes first in prayer. So many times we pray, oh Lord, you know, do this for me. Oh God, if you can just do this, I will do this. If you can just, no, 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 no. God is not fooled by that. He's looking for the proton. Yeah, he's looking for the proton. Okay, what is first? What's coming first? And he looks into the heart and he says, ah, this one is not ready. And then we now start accusing God. God is unfair, you know. And this person, you know, just like me, and you look, you're doing this. Go and check. There is a reason why the person is like that. Amen. Yeah. Why would he receive Abel's sacrifice and reject Cain's offering? Protons. There's a way God prescribed. There's a way God wanted it. And he, you have to give him your best. Come on. Yeah. God is not. He, listen. God doesn't mix words. He's, he wants the best. So if you're going to give me a. If you're going to bring an, uh, uh, um, a, an, an, an animal. You want to sacrifice. And you bring a lame one. Go read Malachi. He says I'm not going to take it. That is not, there's no proton in that, so I won't take it. So it has to be the best. It has to be spotless. That's why Jesus had to be spotless. So if you want to cross over, come on. You want to cross over from where you are now to where you ought to be. You better pay attention to what I'm saying. Pay attention. And don't allow anybody to deceive you and tell you, you just go mix this concoction and... And drink this and then it will change your life. Says who? It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. If you want it to be sustained, if you want to, you want to, you want to have a sustainable breakthrough, then you need to abide by the principles. You need to be abide by the laws of God's word. And don't allow the enemy to... to uh, pressurize you into giving God second best. Give God the best of your time. Give Him the best of your life. Give Him the best of your energy. Come on. Give Him the best of the best. This, that's where the secret is. That's where the secret is. And some people who know these secrets... Just keep thriving. And you don't know why. You just keep seeing them and you keep getting jealous. Go and ask them. <laughs> Let them teach you. Let them share with you. Do you know that if Cain had just gone to Abel and said, Abel, how did you get it right? You know, the story would have been different. It would be very different. But no, I need to kill this person so that the fact that you kill that person does not mean you'll be accepted. 
It doesn't, it doesn't make you accepted. No. You see. And so sometimes we think that people, other people that are doing well are our problem. We think that because this person is doing well, that is why my own business is not doing well. You know, let's, let's, let's get rid of that township thinking, right? Where the, the shop next door is, not, is, is, is flourishing and your own is not flourishing. Then you're not going to organize to kill him so that your, your own can do well. No, don't do that. Let's not, let's not have that kind of thinking. But you see, this kind of thinking was programmed into us by our colonial masters. And we need to get rid of these things. There's nobody that is the hindrance to your progress. I'm telling you before God, nobody, there's nobody on earth who has the key to your destiny. If you doubt me, ask Joseph. Ask Joseph. His, his, his brothers were envious of him. Instead of learning from Joseph, Joseph had a way he related with the father. Okay? He had those other ones, they treat the father anyhow. And then they are upset that Joseph is getting favors. And then they decided, okay, we're going to get favors by eliminating Joseph. Where did that take them? They got rid of him. And did that stop his destiny? No. Nobody can stop you. Honestly, nobody can stop you. So don't ever feel threatened by anybody. Because right there, you can be together. And by the time, the, 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 the protons kick in. Hallelujah. And you leap from that place. The next time they see you, they just see that you are in a different space. And it's like, wow. How did it happen? Amen. Yeah, your business might be struggling now, but I'm telling you, begin to apply these principles in your business. And you will see how it will take your business quantum levels. Hallelujah. To quantum levels of results. Why? Because you have applied the principles. Now, Matthew chapter 13. My God. I don't know the time. I didn't check when I started. Um, Matthew 13, 31. It says, Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest on its branches. <laughs> Sometimes 
when I think about this, I'm so, so excited at God's ability to take the insignificant, to take the least. Come on. God's ability to take the least to quantum levels, hallelujah, of influence, of impact. The mustard seed, he said, he's, he's, he's explaining the kingdom of God. And remember, we started by saying you need to seek the kingdom. Okay? So if you don't seek the kingdom, you don't get the protons, right? Yeah, but if you seek the kingdom first, you prioritize the kingdom, now the proton power is there. And when, there's, when the proton power is at work, that's when this happens. That is when this happens. So he says that it is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field. He buried it there. He put it in there. Sowed it. And then he goes away. It says it's one of the least of the seeds. But when it is grown, my goodness, I pray that this word will grow in you. That this word will grow in you to produce quantum leaps of results. Hallelujah. In your life. In the name of Jesus. So he takes us, he takes it, and this is how the kingdom works. That's how the kingdom works. So the kingdom does not start with the big things. No, no, no. It started with a mustard seed. Right, you've seen mustard seeds. Very small. It doesn't look like it has any potential. In the same way, the atoms, you know, they're so small. But I'm telling you, make no mistake, the power in that thing, the energy in that thing, we have atomic bombs. Come on. Can you see the, 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 the impact of that bomb on Hiroshima? Huh? But little, little. <laughs> but say quantum leaps. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever underestimate the power in a seed. Don't ever underestimate the power in anything little. That's why the Bible says do not despise the days of little beginnings. Don't ever start small. Whatever it is, there are things God is going to start telling us to do in this city. And we will start them small. Small, but I'm telling you, with time, when the power of protons is released, hallelujah, and then quantum leaps begin to happen, we begin to see exponential results. Amen. Glory to God. Then the impact will cover the city. To cover the city. How do I know that? The fact that God has put us here. Oh my. <laughs> During the crossover, I said that this church is like a battleship. Okay? It's like a battleship. So we're like a battleship, all right? And if you've seen a battleship before, those naval ships that are so massive and they have aircrafts on them, huh? they have a small mini runway, okay? 
the aircraft, it flies on that and boom, it takes off. Takes off and goes and it bombs and then comes back. I remember during the Gulf War, I saw them. America had them, you know, by Iraq. And they, they, were, they, were, they were taking off from there. And then they say, we're, we're going for the defense headquarters now. And then they take off. Ooh. And then you see there. And then they say, okay, we're there, we're there now. And it's like you're watching a, you know, a, a game, a computer game. And then it's there. And then they press it. You just, then you see the building go. That's what is going to be happening from here. Hallelujah. Quantum leaps. That's how we're going to begin to strike the enemy where it hurts. Glory to God. But we need to align first. First things first. The kingdom first. Glory to God. The kingdom first. And so if the kingdom is first, then I tell you, God is committed. God is committed. Once you put him first, he's committed. The moment you put him second, you're on your own. And you don't want to be on your own when you have such an enemy that hates you so much. <laughs> do you get my point? There's nothing you can do to make the devil love you. No matter the level of sin you sin, he won't love you. Okay? He hates you with a passion. All right? And you know why? Because you are made in God's image. So you remind him of God. So he hates you for that. So it doesn't matter how wicked you are, how compliant you are to his instructions, he, he, he still hates you. So the best thing is just to be on God's side. Come on. Yeah, that's the best thing. Be on God's side and God is going to fight for you. <laughs> my Lord, my Lord. Hmm. The kingdom of God has come to Midrand. Amen. So there's a battleship that is, is here now. So from here, we'll start going to every part of the city. Amen. Glory to God. Get ready. I want you to go and start praying. God, show me. Show me the area that I'm supposed to rule for you in this city. Show me where I should strike first. In the first quarter of this year. This is the first Sunday. They, we, need to, we need to give God the first day, okay? The first week, <laughs> the first quarter, come on. The first of everything. Just, just make it a life principle to always give him first of everything. First, 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 first. And just watch and see. Do it for this year and see what will happen to your life. So say, okay, God, what am I going to do? Okay? I know you have your own you know, desires and all of that, that's fine, okay? That's fine. They have their place. And we'll show you how they fit in. But ask God to show you. Look for a need in this city. Look for a need that needs to be solved. Look for a problem that needs to be solved. Okay? Ask God to open your eyes. 
Because many times we don't see because our eyes are, are not open. Ask God to open your eyes to show you. Okay? He was here in, in, in Matthew chapter 9, uh, Jesus was with his disciples. He was with the disciples and, uh, in fact, let's, since we're not far from there, just go west. <laughs> and uh, in Matthew chapter 9, Jesus, in verse 36, he says, When he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Do you know that Jesus was with his disciples? They were all together. He was the only one that was moved. He was the only one that saw. He saw this sheep. Oh, no. He starts, his heart is moved. He's stirred up. What is it that gets stirred up when you drive around Midran? What, what gets stirred up in your heart? Start making a note of those things. Okay? Start making a note. Don't come and say, oh, you know, uh, why is the church not doing this? What? No, 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 no. That is, that is negative. There's no proton in that. Okay? So what, let God let, be stirred up. Let something, what is it that moves you? When, you? when you, as you move around, what moves? Don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Because we're praying a prayer that God will start showing you things. Okay? And then we're going to now use that as a launch pad. We're going to use that as a launch pad to begin to strike the city with the, with the power of God. <laughs> with the positive charge, power of the kingdom. Amen. Yes. So when you start prioritizing the kingdom, then your eyes start opening to things. I'm telling you, it, your, your eyes will start opening. God will start showing you things. Jesus says, no, these people, they are, you know, they are weary. Look at them. Can't you, see? They are, can't you see how weary they look? And Peter is looking at John. And they're looking at Andrew and, Master, you have come again. Hmm? These people, these are normal people. What are you talking about? <laughs> these are normal people. There's nothing strange about these people. But no, Jesus saw something. And Jesus now prescribes something, which now brings me to the next point. In fact, this is my closing point. Okay? The next point. He, he then said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Okay, from the place of few to plenty, there is a gap. What is going to fill that gap? Jesus said, therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. Glory to God that he will send laborers. So he sees, oh, he's moved. Okay, there's something that is moved in him. And then he looks at what is available. 
to address that. And he sees that what is available is not enough to address the need. How many people have been there where you see the need is greater than the resources? Yeah. So that's, that was the situation here. Okay? That was the situation. He said, he's moved with compassion. Okay? Because prior to this, Jesus had been healing. Look at verse 35. It says, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness, every disease among the people. So he had been busy doing all of this. Right? He had been busy healing, preaching, teaching, healing, and all of that. And while he's doing that, he sees the multitude. And then something moves inside him. What happens is that many times we have been desensitized, okay? We have been desensitized by what we see every day in the news. The enemy has desensitized us to many things. So now when you see it, you, you, the, nothing gets stirred up in you because it's now normal. Hmm? It's now normal. For, for, for a man to abuse a woman. It's now normal, you know, to, to be violent. It's now people hungry. It's normal just to leave people homeless. It's normal. You, you know, we just, it's normal. It's normal to see people that don't have any hope of the next meal. It's normal. So there are so many things like that. So many things that have become normal because we've been so desensitized. So the disciples, they were there seeing the same thing with Jesus. But guess what? Jesus was different. He was able to see, oh no. This, he was moved with compassion. And you know, compassion, compassion is not the same as pity, Okay? It's not the same as sympathy. When you pity someone, you say, oh, shame. You know? Uh, all the best. What is that? There's no compassion there. So when there's compassion, all right, the, the Greek word for compassion means um, that which moves from within, from the bowels, from the inner part of your being. So it's a stirring. It comes from your spirit man. Compassion is a product of the spirit. Pity is an emotional response. But compassion is from the spirit. It's from the heart. So when it's compassion, then it moves you. If it's real compassion, it moves you to do something. It moves you to do something. I remember years ago, we had um, there's this, this lady who was a member of our church. <laughs> she was from a very wealthy family, you know. She would, uh, I mean, she would, she would go on Friday. After work, she would fly to London, and she would come back Sunday night to go to work, go back to the office on Monday. And she goes to London to shop. Her father owned a bank, okay? So, you know, she, she, she was just, <laughs> yeah, she just had it in, in quantum <laughs> measures. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so we had, um, we had an intercessory 
team that was put up, and one of, one of the times, one of the brothers did not come, all right? So, and there was something we were supposed to have done, and he didn't show up. And then she went to ask him why he didn't come. And he said he didn't have transport to come to church, and that's why he didn't come. And this lady, she didn't believe him. And she, so she came to report him to me. You know, she came to report me. She said, can you imagine what this brother said? He didn't come to church. He's, he's claiming that he didn't have transport money. Then I looked at her and I shook my head. I said, why do you think it's, it's, he's lying? She said, no, that's ridiculous. How can he not have transport money? So I said to her, you know, he's not the only one in that condition. There are other people in church who from time to time face that as well. I said to her, there are even people in church who come to church, but then when they leave, they don't know where their next meal will come from. And she said, really? You mean there are people like that? I said, yes. It's real. Then she said, no, pastor, no. This, we can't allow this to continue. We have to do something about it. I said, okay, fine. Go think about it and come and tell me. And she came back. She said, you know, Pastor, what we're going to do, we're going to start a welfare department. Okay? I said, good. Are you going to lead that? She said, yes. Set up a welfare department. Every Sunday, people bring food. That's not cooked food, but, you know, food stuff. <laughs> you know, um, They'll bring canned food, rice, you know, beans, different things. People will bring. And then she'll announce if anybody needs something to. If you don't have food to eat, there is some out there. You need to just come and apply and all of that. And you register. And she began to spearhead that. You, you see, it, it wasn't pity. That was compassion. Compassion moves us to act. Compassion moves us to do something. So she was so shocked that there were people who did not have, how much is transport money? It's like somebody saying, oh, I didn't have taxi fare. I, know, um, uh, I didn't have 10 rands to come to church. And it's like, how can you say that? What kind of lie is that? Think of a better lie. But that was somebody's experience. And not just that person, other people. And then she moved and did something about that. And we ended up having a fantastic welfare department. Because every month she will contribute to it. Every month. I mean, we have like, you think we had a shop in church. Oh, to care for people. Why? Because she, she decided, no, 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 no. Kingdom first. Hallelujah. Yes, so she began to do that. And you know what? After she started that, boom, her business exploded. <laughs> her business exploded beyond measures. Hallelujah. And she will come, oh, Pastor, oh, wow, God has opened this door, you know, and she's doing business in Europe in different places, doors opening. 
I said, that's good. When you start putting first things first, when you start prioritizing God, then God becomes committed. Hallelujah. So when you pray, Jesus said, pray to the Lord of the harvest. Okay? It's not pray to the Lord of the harvest to now make you more comfortable, to give you a bigger mansion, to give you a bigger, you know. I, I, I just told myself I need a Bentley. Lord, if you can just give me this Bentley, honestly, I will stand on top of that Bentley and preach your word to everybody you want to talk to. God knows that there's no proton in that. Now, there's nothing wrong with Bentley, please. So, all right? Put God first. Put Him ahead of you. Put Him ahead of everything. And then therein lies the power. Let's stand up on our feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to cross over. Many crossovers. Hallelujah. We're going to have many crossovers. Is there anybody that wants to give you, you want to give your life to Jesus? I want to pray for you. If there is anybody... You raise your hand high enough for me to see, and I'll pray for you. Anybody? Every eye closed. Let's, let's, just, let's just focus on the Lord. You want to give your life to Jesus, raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Nobody. Okay, I see that hand. Okay, is there any other, any other person you want to give your life to Jesus? Raise your hand. I'll pray for you. I want to see it. Okay. Now say this after me. Let's all say this together. Say, dear God, thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. I confess with my mouth, Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. I invite you into my heart. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Thank you, Jesus. I receive you by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, even if you are watching online, I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for these ones that have prayed this prayer. I ask, O oh Lord, that you would move in their hearts right now. I ask, O oh Father, for the reality of your kingdom. Let your kingdom come upon them. Let your will be done, oh Father. Let your will be done in them as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, I break the power of sin. I break the power of the enemy over their lives. 
let curses be revoked, Lord my God, and let there be manifestation of the joy of salvation in their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you pray that prayer, I want to see you after the service. And uh, if you prayed it online, just contact us. I'm sure the details are there on the screen. Just contact us. We would like to be in touch with you to guide you and to tell you, give you um, instruction on how you can live this new life. Okay. All right. So before we leave, I want us to make some declarations. Okay. This is our prophetic crossover affirmation. Are you ready for that? So you will repeat after me. I'll say and then you will say it as well. Okay? She say, say, I am crossing over. I have crossed over. Because I am one with the Almighty, the Father, and the Lord Jesus, and I are one. Therefore, I'm crossing over from death into abundant life and supernatural breakthrough with quantum leaps and giant strides in the name of Jesus. I know that I have crossed over from death and destruction into divine life and miraculous preservation from ignorance and foolishness to divine revelation, inspired insight and infinite wisdom. I have crossed over from poverty, lack and want into prosperity. I have crossed over from confusion, failure, and frustration to clarity of vision, good success, and great fulfillment and satisfaction. In the name of Jesus, I have crossed over from the prison of fear and torment into divine courage and glorious liberty. In the name of Jesus, I have crossed over from malignant hatred, malice, bitterness, to unfailing love, forgiveness, perfect peace, perpetual joy, and pleasantness. In the name of Jesus. I declare that right now. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.